Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Pinnell, for today, Sunday, September 29th. Where has the month gone? Nonetheless, we are thankful that you guys are always tuning in each and every Sunday night. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm glad that you tuned in tonight for some hot topics and some more beauty news. Uh, we'll be returning next Sunday night with a guest, but we thank you um, for tuning in anyway. So if you have a comment, question or like to share some news of your own, please give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. Okay, again, we have hot topics and beauty news for you tonight, but uh, we'll be right back right after this quick commercial break. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our Friends Discount Program and shop with us today at Friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818 
818-691-1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. All right, we are back. Again, thank you for tuning in. Again, if you have comments or questions, please give us a call at 914 803 Again, that number is 914-803-4399. I know you've heard us say it several times here um, on Beauty Talk Radio, but we are continuing to solicit your definitions of beauty. So please make sure you uh, email us at beautygirls, with an S, media at gmail.com. Send us your, um, your written definition of beauty. Um, starting off with uh, beauty to me is in 30 words or less, okay? It has to be 30 words or less. And then send us a picture of yourself. We don't need a full body picture, maybe something more headshot style, you know, or three quarters of a, um, you know, of a length of picture, but nothing, uh, no full body shots. Please send us that and we will make sure that we include you in our definition of beauty campaign on Instagram. And so our Instagram um, is beauty underscore media underscore talk. So make sure you check that out. Okay, make sure you check it out, and uh, we will get you guys on, okay? And then if you'd like to send us an audio of your definition of beauty, please make sure you uh, send us an MP3 format. Um, an MP3 format definition, and we'll get that uh, clip played on the radio as well. Okay, so there are a couple of different options and different ways for you to get um, for you to get uh, your definition of beauty to us. So please make sure that you do so. Okay, again, it's beautygirlsmedia at gmail dot com. Okay. Follow us on Instagram. It's beauty underscore talk underscore media, where we will um, we will get uh, get your your definitions out there along with your picture, so everyone can see who you are. Please make sure you let us know your name, your title. So if you're a makeup artist, you could just say makeup artist. If you're an attorney, you can say an attorney. You know, if you're an accountant, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be a beauty professional. If um, a friend or family member would like to also submit something, by all means, give them the information. We want men and women um, from all over the world to participate. So it's just not specific to the, the beauty industry or the makeup community. Okay? All right. So we have more news to share. Um, I'm getting messages, you guys, that um, some people are trying to get on the the phone line, and they're and it's uh, ringing busy. But I don't I don't show any problems on my end. Um, even my co-host is having some problems, so I may just try to call her from the show. Okay, but I'll try calling her from the show. Um, after I share this beauty news, okay? All right. Okay. 
You know how we are always talking about our, one of our favorite beauty organizations, Professional, um, Professional Beauty Association, that's PBA, and their website is probeauty.org. Um, but coming up in January, so you want to make sure you save the date, okay? Save the date for ISSE, which is the International Salon and Spa Expo. And the date this year, oh, I'm sorry, next year is January 25th through the 27th of 2020. As always, it's being held in Long Beach, California, and it's the one-stop destination for the most interactive experience in professional beauty. I have yet to attend this show, and I've been saying year after year after year that I will be, you know, that I would like to attend. It's just that for the last few years in January, you know, we've been working on a film or a television set, and so it's been hard to actually get there. But again, it's January 25th through the 27th of 2020. It's the International Salon and Spa Expo, or sometimes you may hear it called ISSE. It's going to be held, as always, in Long Beach, California, okay? So hair, nails, skin, you know, there's some makeup. It's, it's like a one-stop shop. If you haven't gone to any show, any trade show ever, that's one of the ones that you need to attend for sure. Okay, so just make sure that uh, uh, you save the date for that. And they are having, this is the great thing. So, you know, they normally sell pre-sale tickets. And when they sell pre-sale tickets, sometimes it's, you know, a, a It'll be like maybe for a few weeks they're selling pre-sale tickets or something like that, but this time they're only selling pre-sale tickets for one day, just one day. So please make sure that if you'd like to get this great deal, they're, they're selling their pre-sale tickets for $20, just $20. So please make sure that you, um, on October 15th, it's the date, um, get your $20 ticket on October 15th. Now, here's the deal. They'll be sending you, if you are a Pro Beauty member, they will be sending you a link so that you can get your ticket. If you are not a Pro Beauty member, then you need to sign up to become a member by October 14th, Okay. So sign up to become a member by October 14th, and on October 15th, you'll receive a link just like the, the Pro Beauty members um, would, okay? And that link will give you access to buying a ticket for only 20 bucks. I should just buy a ticket even if um, I attend the show or not. But make sure October 15th, that's the only day that you'll be able to get the pre-sale price. For more information about the cost after October 15th, for more information about how you can become a member of, of um, ProBeauty.org, I'm sorry, of, of PBA, which is Professional Beauty Association, please go to ProBeauty.org, okay? Now we have that out of the way. One of the topics, let me try to get my co-host on the line here because I wanted to include her uh, on here. Let's see. 
Um, haven't had to do this in a long time, so work with me, you guys. Okay. So let's see. All right. Trying to get her on. I was going to do this one of the topics that I have for this week, but how about we do this? We play a commercial, and then we'll come back, uh, hopefully with my co-host. Beauty Talk Radio, hosted by your favorite twin celebrity makeup artist, Denise and Denise Tunnell, is celebrating 10 years, and we simply want to say thank you to all of our guests, our sponsors, and supporters who have taken the journey with us. Because of your support, we've been able to bring you conversations, beauty and skincare tips from the industry's finest, and so many more. Sam Fine, Australian makeup artist Ray Morris, James Vincent, V. Neal, Nigeria's own Lola Maja, Kevin James Bennett, Rocky Cosetti, Marietta Carter Narcisse, Tim Bucharin, Mickey Taylor, formerly of Essence Magazine, AJ Crimson, Michael Develis, Suzanne Patterson, Larry Sims, Denisa Myricks, Melissa Street, Michael Key of Makeup Artist Magazine, Camille Friend, Rochard, Naja Riquette, Bernadette Thompson, and so many more. We're celebrating 10 years, and we're so excited about what's to come for Beauty Talk Radio. Millions listen live and via iTunes downloads from around the world. So we have to say thank you to our listeners in the U.S., of course, the U.K., Australia, Ghana, Russia, South Africa, Uganda. Brazil, South Korea, Ireland, Canada, Sweden, the Bahamas, and so many other parts of the world. Are you following us on social media? We're on Instagram at beauty underscore talk underscore media. We're also on Twitter at beauty underscore talk. And we can't forget about Facebook, beauty talk online. We're celebrating 10 years. We're excited about where we're going and we know you are too. All right, so let me see if I can call my co-host and get her on the line here. She was having problems um, calling in tonight, and I don't know what the problem is. So we're just going to try to get her on the line. Hello? Hey, co-host. Finally got you hey on the there. line. Hey <laughs> there. I don't know what's going on with my phone. Okay, but it's okay. You're on and you're on live here with us. And um, I was just getting ready. I just gave some beauty news and I was just getting ready to um, introduce one of the topics that I have. I know you had something that you wanted to talk about. But I wanted to talk about, um, you know, you you and I were in a meeting yesterday and there was a lot of talk about marketing yourself on social media. And so what I wanted to, what, the question that I kind of wanted to pose was, when using social media to market yourself, which social media outlet do you believe is best for makeup artists? Or, or, and you can make it personal, you know, what do you believe is best for yourself? Um, oh, Wow, that's a good been, question. Yeah, I haven't been on um, 
Facebook a lot for for a while now. I really hadn't been on social media for a while, but definitely not Facebook. And I just started recently, a couple weeks ago, slowly but surely, just kind of getting back into Facebook. Um, One of the reasons why I loved in the past, why I really loved Facebook so much, because when it was Facebook and Twitter, I felt like Facebook, you know, there was no limit to what you could say, you know. Um, And that's one of the reasons why I I think I liked it more. You know, you could post pictures and things and people could go back and kind of see everything that you've posted recently or or even in the past. So it was just like an ongoing diary, you know, if you will. Um, But I will say, I think when it comes to your career as an artist, Facebook, I believe, is good for, you know, they have a lot of groups. You know, you have a lot of uh, groups where you get into discussions, where you can kind of learn things. Um, If you have a personal, what is it, like a fan page or a like page, whatever they call it, you know, you can kind of, that's kind of like your platform to to be you, to, to show your work, to be engaging, have different conversations there. That's all fine and good. I think it's I think Facebook is good for me. I would say Facebook is good when you kind of want to engage with other artists and you, you know, you you kind of want to, um, you know, you can display your work on Instagram as well. But it's just I feel like you can just be just a little bit more engaging versus on Instagram. Yes, you can comment on people's pages, but sometimes I feel like. When you do that, I feel like sometimes it just, when I see pages, like, for instance, I set up, made a comment, a personal comment to a family member on the family member's page, just saying, you know, love you guys or something like that. And I've had so many people on Instagram who liked my comment. And all these people who liked my comment are friends of mine. That, that that's on his page, <laughs> you know what I mean, that likes something I said. But yet some of these same people, you know, may or may not have liked the most recent thing that I posted. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like, I just feel like you could be a little bit more engaging because what if something that I said on his page was something that I really, you know, necessarily didn't want anybody to like necessarily comment to, or I just mm-hmm. feel like it's so, it's so, out, it's so out there, you know, so many people see, I really wouldn't put anything too personal on Instagram for people to see if I did not want them to see it. But what I'm saying and, is I use it as an example because it's just so out there that people can see it, I think, a lot faster. Right, and I think a lot. I think also because social media now is so celebrity and influencer driven, that if 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 you're if you're respond responding to something that a celebrity posted and and people mm-hmm. that you know see it, then you know sometimes they're more likely to just yeah to um to 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 like you know your comment. Um, but right. as, as far as um, you know, like I guess helping your career and marketing yourself, which one I think is more beneficial. I think it really depends. And and it depends on, 
you know, what it is that you do. Now, if I think even as a makeup artist, I think definitely, I think Instagram has, has an edge over um, Mm -hmm. Twitter, maybe. Whereas, you know, your posts are, are all photos and then you, you can, you know, of course, type in your caption. Um, you have an opportunity to type a lot. I mean, there is a limit after a while, but you have an opportunity to type a lot um, to go with that, that, you know, picture post. But also, I think just the same on Twitter, you can still post a photo. You can still post, you know, like Twitter originally was like, what, 140 characters? but at the end, So now mm-hmm. they've extended that to even more. So you can still post a lot, um, uh, you know, with that photo. You can still post a, a, a decent caption. Um, but I think Twitter is for those people who really um, – those people who who I'm not gonna say like to talk, but those people who can hold a conversation, those people who are not afraid to use words and add and then add a photo, you know, whereas Instagram it's like you're adding a photo and then you're gonna add a couple of words afterwards. Whereas Twitter, it's all about what you say. And then adding the photo or video with it you know, just kind of kind of uh, supports what you say. Um, but Instagram is more about what you see. So I think if, if you're more into the visuals and wanting to, um, you know, put your work out there and promote your work in a way where it's, it's kind of laid out for you like a portfolio, then I think maybe mm-hmm. um, Instagram is the way to go. But on Instagram, you have to be engaging. Um, you have to post something that people are going to be interested in and not just post something people are going to be interested in, but post it in a way that, that captures their attention. But also, you know, again, it's like your, your personal portfolio on social media. So if you don't have a website, if you don't have a portfolio, that's a place where people can go to see your work. So um, I think Instagram you know, may have the edge as far as which one is better or which one is, um, I guess, more appropriate for uh, a makeup artist and and, uh, showing their work. That's just my opinion. Right. And and what I was saying is, because I hadn't really given an opinion on either way, I was just saying that for myself, I think that I'm more engaging when I'm on Facebook versus I feel like I, you know, when I was on Facebook a lot, I felt like I was having more conversations with people, you know, being very active, like in a lot of groups and that kind of thing versus, um, you know, I think on Twitter, sometimes, you know, I would, you know, chat a lot, but I would do that in spurts. Like sometimes I'd be like, oh, you know, I love this Twitter and I'm just blah, 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 blah all the time. And then there were times where I'm just like, okay, you know. I'll be on there looking at what everybody else is saying, but not necessarily, you know, engaging in conversation or what have you. We did, I did a lot when we were doing um, the, uh, what do you call it? Like the beauty talk, um, you know, when we would do, when we would chat live, I guess, when we were, you know, when we're doing this channel and we were, yeah, the group chat. Yeah. Um, So I did more of that, you know, then or what have you, but um, 
one of the other things is that Instagram, I totally agree. I think it's probably a little bit more beneficial in, in you know, being able to promote yourself, like you said, showing your work, um, showing your work. Then you have the, the you know, the, like the IG Live and the Insta Story things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, but you could do that with Facebook. You can get on with Facebook. So it's all still there. Sometimes I also right. feel like... Sometimes I feel also feel like you know you have an audience. You, who's your audience almost when you when you determine which platform is exactly. best for you? Exactly. Um, and and that and I think and that's the important question when it comes to marketing yourself. It's like you know who are you marketing yourself to, and then and at that point then you find the best uh, social media platform for that. Right. So it's just you know it's um. You you know you figure it out, but for the most part, I think if I would have to choose one, then it's Instagram would be that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have to choose one. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. I definitely agree. I'm trying to um, – the topic that I wanted to discuss had um, a similar theme to it. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly how I I phrased it. Do you remember when we talked about it earlier, do you remember – um, no, I don't remember how you how you phrase it. Just it was on the lines of. <clears throat> let me see if I can talk myself back into it. It was on the lines of. Um, Okay, hold on. It's right on the tip of. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't write it down, but I, I thought I thought that was going to be our only topic. So when you came up with your topic, it, I just kind of mine just kind of flew out the window a bit. Um, I don't know why this whole topic just escapes my mind. Um, what we were talking about earlier, because it was something good that I really wanted to. Yeah. Um, oh boy. Now, <laughs> but anyway. Um, we'll just uh, take a quick commercial break. Has your face felt dry and tight? Or does it hold oils like a sponge? If the answer is yes, what you need is a 
facial. That's right, and not just any facial, but a Facetox organic facial. Listen, the Facetox organic blend is free of parabens, it's vegan, and mixed with 100% organic rose water. And this water binds your face and works right away as it slowly begins to dry. You see, when the organic rose is mixed with the Facetox blend, it creates a negative charge and will prevent and even draw out your blackheads, reduce the appearance of scars, even skin tone, draw out external toxins, heal and rejuvenate skin tissue, and it will even unclog and shrink your pores. Face Tox is probably the most powerful face mask you will ever use because the benefits to your skin are endless. Listeners of our show can receive a 20% discount by simply using the discount code BEAUTY20. Face Tox organic face masks are perfect for all skin types. So what are you waiting for? Order yours right now at facetox.com. Your skin will thank you. All right. Yes. Your skin uh, will thank you. <laughs> um, so it came back to me. It was about, um, we, we were talking about uh, Nailed It. You said you, did, you um, didn't know that Nailed It was still coming on television. It was, was kind of like the, re, um, the nail competition show. And I said, you know, that I wanted to talk a little bit about that. And I wanted to talk about, um, um, kind of like, talk about, I, I, I called it, I called it like re- beauty reality shows. And right. I don't know if, if you could call it a reality show or, or I guess you can call it that like beauty reality shows. And I was well, talking because years ago there was a show called blush. Um, and then there was another, um, it was a makeup show. Then there was another makeup type reality competition show. And then, of course, you had um, you had uh, Face Off, the special effects um, reality competition show um, that lasted for years. Um, I forgot how many seasons they had. But, um, but, you know, but you've had shows like that. You've had Nailed It. There was another uh kind of like makeup competition show that was out a couple of years ago. Um, and, you know, and it's and it's people who come on, you know, some of the people on these shows I I know, and then some of them, of course, I, I didn't know. I, I didn't know until after the show. And even on Face, uh, on face Off, there were um, quite, there were a couple of people that I knew um, before Face Off ever came on. And then there were, and then most of the people I didn't know, but you know, I I know now because of the show and because of interviewing them on Beauty Talk, or because they're you know they live where I live, and so you know we've worked on some of the same shows and things like that. But I've just often wondered, especially with a show like Face Off, when you talk to special effects um, makeup artists who are working in film and television, and you just mention the name Face Off they immediately frown and grunt and have something pretty much negative to say about the show. And, and I guess maybe I can't really say negative, but they share their opinions about the show and about how, you know, there's no way you can do those makeups in the amount of time that they're saying they did them in. And they say, you know, they talk about, um, you know, how a lot of the work on the show is not great. But I guess for the average person looking at that and looking at some of the creations, you know, they think to themselves, well, I can't do this. So they think, 
the work is fabulous. But according to, you know, some special effects makeup artists out there who have not been on the show, they all, and I've talked to plenty of them, and they all say the same thing, that the work is not good, excuse me, the work is not good, and that it takes much longer and many more days than what's shown on the show to actually accomplish a makeup like that. And my question is, you know, does it help or hurt your career? Does it help or hurt your career? And I guess some people say, you know, any press, um, you know, any press is good press, whether it's good or bad or whether if you're seen in a positive light or negative light. I guess some people think, well, now people know my name. I'm on television. I'm on this competition show. Now people know my name. But does it does it help your career in any way? Like you think you well, think about. Okay, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I I know a makeup artist who she didn't she didn't make the show and the reason she did not make the show the main reason is because she took herself out of it um, during the uh, the initial <clears throat> the initial um, period of you know going out to out to L A being there for a long period of time can't talk to anyone can't do anything I mean you know just basically being there with them, she um, she couldn't really do anything. But one of the things that she shared with me was that they they really wanted wanted the show to be, you know, dramatic. They wanted her to do things and say things that was typically out of character for her. And so with that being said, you know, as an artist, she just wants to focus on the art. She just wants to focus on this competition and, you know, participating in this competition. So it was so bad that she pretty much took herself out of it and, and what you know, didn't go any further. She's very talented, so I'm sure she could have, she, if she would have stayed in it, she probably would have made the cut. You know, when I say the cut, I just mean the group that makes it to the show. You know that you know the show that we see. So, um, with that being said, I think for her, it didn't it didn't hurt her career at all. Well, you know, and she like I said, she never went on the show. It didn't hurt her career at all, but it did. Um, just for the time that she was out there, she she did learn, you know, some more things, um, you know, especially connecting with the other with the other artists and what have you. I personally think that for some artists, going on those competition reality shows will help their career um, because again, it gives you exposure. For the most part, with makeup artists, no one let's let's take social media out of it. If social media was not around, for the most part, when it comes to makeup artists, no one would really know your name unless they saw it in a magazine and unless they saw it on a film and television show credit, right? So with that being said, you know, if you got on TV, showed your face, showed your work, you know, that's nothing but a great benefit to me. Right. Um, 
you know what I mean? I think I just really think it helped. And now adding social media back into the picture, so now you have you're on a show because you know when you get the, when you have these competition reality shows, people pick their favorites. You know, for what for whatever reason they have their favorites, or if not even favorites, just artists that they want to watch. Like you know what this 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 artist right here, she hasn't won any competitions, but she's had great work, and they're not even talking about her or saying anything about her. So now it's like you want to watch what she does, and then you know you're watching them, following them, and maybe they do do something significant on the show, and maybe they don't. But sometimes the first thing we do is we go to their Instagram page, and we want to know a little bit more about them. So now they have another follower. Now they have, and even if they don't stay on the show long, there's enough people checking them out. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's nothing but a benefit, but like with that show Blush, you know, our good friend Maxie was on that show. Yeah. I was just about to mention him. And truth be told, if it, if it, I mean, if I had to do the judging and if I had to choose, Maxie would have been, been the winner. But um, I don't know if Maxie's personality was what the, cause, because of the, the winnings, what the prize was is like representing a, a brand. I don't know if his personality matched what that brand was looking for. And that, that's why I feel like he probably didn't win. But the person that won, you know, he he got a certain amount of money. Um, and, you know, probably I can't remember what else. You know, he got money and then he represented the cosmetic, that particular cosmetic brand and maybe some other things. But um, to be honest with you, after that did. show, he did the trade show, you know, thing for a minute. He created a cosmetic line or cosmetic product, I guess, from his winnings maybe. And you really don't hear much from him. No. So, you know, so I, I guess it's really all about also what the winners, what the artists on the shows want. Um, but, you know, I mean, if it's beneficial, yes. I say it's beneficial whether it advances your career or not because, you know, if you could put $30,000 in your pocket, oh, yeah, that's something good. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. But <laughs> No, I was going to say, like, just speaking of Maxie, you know, the, the crazy thing about it is Maxie, before the show blushed, I, I knew Maxie. I've worked with Maxie before on a music video. So, Maxie, back in those days, he was big in the music video world. You know, he's very creative. He's a great, great makeup artist. And he's a big personality. Back then, he was a big personality, but not as much as um, when we saw him on uh, TV, when we saw him on that reality show. On that reality show, he became a bigger personality than I ever remembered. You know what I'm saying? So I, I felt like a lot of it um, maybe was for TV. Um, and maybe not, but I felt like a lot of it was, was because he was on the show. And so on the show, he was, you know, he was an issue for some people. He became a problem for some people. Um, very, very dramatic. 
Um, there was a lot going on on the show. But again, like you said, to me, he was the real winner. He's very talented, very talented. There was really not one competition that he, you know, couldn't do or didn't feel comfortable doing. Um, very good at, 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 just very good at makeup. Um, but again, like I said, on the show, he was a big personality. After the show, um, he, you know, like he did the trade show thing out in L.A., like the trade shows that were out there. He worked with different brands and whatnot. But it did not, um, to me, I felt like it didn't help his career much. Um, I think what it probably did was more so hurt his career because people probably saw that big personality and probably didn't think he was hireable. I'm just assuming. I don't know. Um because he was he was he was a lot on that show. You know, besides the fact of being able to do makeup, he was he just the interactions that he had with the other contestants, he was a lot. And even on our show, he would come on to Beauty Talk and um I wish I could we could have pulled some of the sound bites from some of them episodes, but he um would come on to Beauty Talk and you know, he was great. At first it was great, but then you know, the more he was on the show, kind of like kind of co-hosting with us, the more it almost became an issue because some people, you know, at first some people loved him. And then there were certain people that, you know, they thought, uh, he's a bit much, you know, his personality is like, you know, taking over the show or taking over the show that, you know, how we remembered it. They didn't like it. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard from Max in a long time. I don't know what he's doing, um, how he's getting along out in L.A., and if he's still working or not. I have no idea. But sometimes I feel like um, reality shows like that can possibly hurt you if if you are not careful. In that, and, and you see that with a lot of reality shows. you got so many reality shows where so, so many people try to be so much on the reality show and bringing all of the drama to the reality show that in the real world, it's like, nobody likes you. Nobody wants to have anything to do with you. So that works for that drama works for some people. And for some people it doesn't, but I'm just trying to, I don't know anybody who's, who's been on those reality shows, the beauty ones, who's really where it actually took their career, you know, much further than where it was before they started. The right. only thing, the only people that I can say, uh, Roy Woolley from Face Off. You know, he he's since Face Off, he's done a lot in the Atlanta area. Um, you know, he's known for um, the big haunted house that he does uh, during the during Halloween. But he also um, he's also been he since then he's been teaching classes. He's been very, um, very active in the film and television communities. He's working on some, you know, he's been working on some uh, film projects. Um, you know, he's been creating pieces for people. So he's been getting a lot of work from, um, you know, I think from from the fact that he was on the show and because he's local in Atlanta. So when you see somebody like that who's a special effects artist who you know he can do a lot, but you didn't know he was in. You didn't know he was around. You know what I'm saying. So now that you see him, 
that's that's somebody that you know and there's somebody that you can call on if you need his services. And I think that's what happened for him. He's he's um he's done a lot since face off. He's done a lot. And that's exactly. good for him. And not only that, um, I've noticed that, um, you know, it it also has a lot to do with the host on the show because Dean Neal is one of the the hosts. And I remember um, not long after that very first season of Face Off and the winner, um, well, Connor was the winner, right? Or I'm trying to remember. Connor was the winner, right? I think he was. I think Connor was the first winner. I can't remember the guy who was the runner-up, but um, I can't remember his name, but I know he's out of New York. And I remember attending the very first IMATS New York, and I met him there. And um, I remember... The Neil, and I believe he was going to be working with V. Neil. He was working with V. Neil. Um, he was working with V. Neil during that that uh, during that year. And I'm getting ready to call my sister. We lost my co-host. The call dropped, so I'm calling her Your back call in. Has been but, forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Seven. Seven zero three five four one seven nine seven is not available. At the tone, please record. All right, we'll try calling her again. This is crazy. I've had a couple people um, send me a message saying they can't call into the show. I don't know what's happening, but I'm trying to get my co-host back. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. That's not working. Okay. So anyway, um, the runner-up that on the first season of Face Off, um, he was out of New York, and I remember um, he was working with Vini. I think she was working on a project up there, and so he had the opportunity to do some work with her. I know several of them had opportunities to do some things with V um, here in the Atlanta area as well. And so I know that some of them – got the chance to get into the union. So so like I said, you know, it it's really beneficial if you get on those shows. I think if you get on those shows and you work hard to show what you can do, it can really benefit your career. Because one of the the hosts or judges could take interest in you and really help you. Um and I think that that happens for a lot of those people, especially in that the first few seasons, um, you know, and working with v, v, who was a film and television artist, a lot of those judges on there, they were, you know, a lot of them uh, were effects artists who maybe have had like shops and things like that, and they did a lot of their works in their own shops. But V is actually an effects, well, she's an effects, well, a makeup artist and effects artist, but she does a lot of work on the actual set. So um, that is very beneficial for some of the uh, some of the participants on that show to connect with a judge who actually doing what some of them wanted um, wanted to do. Um, again, like my sister was saying, you know, there's 
there's a lot of those shows want to show a lot of drama. For me, I think I'm I'm just more satisfied with let's see what these people can do. Yeah, let's have a real competition. Forget the drama that goes on when they get back to the house. Forget all that stuff. You know, I don't care about that. That doesn't make the show for me. I just want to see the competition. Um, but that's reality TV for you. Um, that's reality TV for you. So to answer the question, I think if you can make it to the show, I think it's beneficial for anyone involved um, to have an opportunity to show what they can do, to, sh- to showcase their talent. But just like my sister says, you have to be very careful because you never know. People who um, could possibly hire you, you know, they, they know that you're talented because you made it on the show, but they also could be looking at your character. And so even though the show wants you to, you know, to, to add a little drama to the show, some of them, um, some people looking may may think, okay, that's really how he is, and they, they always, they, you know, they, they start trouble, and I don't want someone like that on, on my set, or I don't want, you know, someone like that to be a part of the group or the, the team that I'm putting together. So you kind of have to, um, I would think you would have to be very careful, but I think it's very beneficial for showcasing your talent and your work. Um, I'm going to try one more time to get my sister on. I don't know what's going on with these phone lines tonight. It is not our friend tonight. And um, here she goes, I believe. Okay. So we got you on. We're just, um, I'm just winding down the show, but I wanted to try to get you back on the line again. I tried two other times before, but some phone line issues because I've had other people texting me saying they can't get the line. So I hate that people couldn't listen from the phone lines, but I hope you were able to listen from your your laptops or computers, you know. Um, But I'll send a message over to Blog Talk Radio to see what the issue was for this week. Okay? Yeah. But I just want to encourage you all again. Yeah, it's a crazy (laughs) But just encouraging you all again to tune in next Sunday night with us, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time again. And um, we uh, hope you've enjoyed some of our topics for tonight. And, uh, again, save the date for ISSE, Long Beach, California. And by October 15th, if you are a uh, Professional Beauty Association member, on the 15th of October, they will send a link to your email. You have the opportunity to get a $20 pre-sale ticket, okay? After the 15th, there are no more pre-sale dates. So this is a one-day-only pre-sale. If you are not a member but you want to be able to pay $20, you must join PBA no later than October 14th. And then you, too, will receive an email on the 15th. There's a link sending you to where you to go to get your $20 ticket, okay? Again, the show is in January of 2020. We'll be repeating the date several times here on, um, on Beauty Talk. But we want to make sure that you, you get in there and you get that, um, you get that 
$20 ticket for the January 25th through 27th ISSE 2020 show in Long Beach, California. Okay? All right. Tell them where they can follow us on social media. Uh, before I do that, I just wanted to mention really quickly, since I wasn't able to get on earlier, Premier Birmingham is the Southeastern Beauty event, Premier Birmingham, taking place October 20th through the 21st. Um, the Education You Need to Succeed um, is going to be taking place at the Birmingham Jefferson Convention Complex in Birmingham, Alabama. You can uh, find out more information by going to premierbirminghamshow.biz, premierbirminghamshow.biz, or you can call 800-335-7469, and you can follow the hashtag premierbirmingham on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow us, the show, Beauty Talk, on Facebook. We're Beauty Talk Online Radio. You can follow us on Twitter. We're Beauty underscore Talk. And on Instagram, we're Beauty underscore Talk underscore Media. You can follow Janice and I both on all three social media um, uh, platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just simply by um, our names, Janice. To now, that's J A N I C E T U N N E L L. And you can follow me, Denise. I'm D E N I S E T U N N E L L. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in um, to tonight's show. We'll be back again next week with another wonderful uh, guest. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media to hear about what's new in beauty throughout the week. All right. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody. I apologize for all the technical difficulties for, for those who were trying to call in. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll try to figure out what was happening there and get that corrected for you guys. Again, thank you for your continued support. We will chat with you guys here on Beauty Talk next Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Have a wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night.